This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. Everyone, happy 2022. 2022. 2020 you. Oh, fuck. Are we gonna have to talk about resolutions? No. God, no. Okay, good. Do you want to? Here's my thought about resolutions. I will stay before we get started today. Today's episode is about being alone. So maybe if your resolution is to be alone more, that's great. We're going to help you out here today about some information about that. But here's my thought about resolutions. I think they fail just as much as diet do's, but diets do. Mm-hmm. But I have the same resolution every single year. Do you know what it is? No. It is to work less and waste less. Oh, I did know that. You did know that. That's yes. my thing I do every year is I'd like to work less and I would like to waste less on the planet. Like less single-use plastic, be more aware. Last year, a big thing is we we moved to all um, towels in our house. We don't have any paper towels anymore, it's as amazing. you know. We're, very, that, we're that house you go to. It's very annoying. But in general, each doing year- Doing a lot of wash. We have a lot Worth of wash. It. We're already doing a lot of wash, right? So composting was the year yes. before that we got super into, as you know. So like every year we try to do like a big environmental switch and that's our resolution. Do you have one? I mean, now mine's going to sound like sh- dog shit. Is it buy more scratch-offs? It's definitely not buy more <laughs> scratch-offs. Okay. I- I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, I want to hear it. It's, so I think last year it was drink more water. How'd that go for you? Not great. <laughs> my next thing was going to be like, okay, and I think it's a metaphor for my life in general, so okay. I'm just going to prep you at this, is buy like different things from the grocery store. Oh, like try some a new variety, new variety of things. You oh, know no, how I love that I kinda, you kind of go there on autopilot, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get the same shit I always yeah, get." Yeah. I want to try new things, get something new every time I go. 
I really love that. And so it's a metaphor for my life in the sense Ooh. of stepping out of my comfort zone. Oh, that's a good one. And that's a really cool way to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I really like that. I, like that. that. I do really dig that. Hey. And I'm going to apparently waste less too so I don't sound like an asshole. Yeah, you should waste less I for know. the environment. You know me. Okay, wait. But also, listen. Hey, if you're listening to today's episode, you could also watch us on YouTube because we have a whole new setup today. This is the farthest I've ever recorded from you. It's really, it's really sad. We're usually like, that's how Very we got COVID. close. I know. That is how we got COVID. <laughs> The old setup is 100% how we both got COVID. Hey, also, if you had COVID over the holidays, maybe being alone episode is good for you. A lot of people did. I hope you're feeling better. A lot of people had their holidays canceled. And and that's I saw I saw a bunch of like TikToks where people were like outside the window. <laughs> I saw. I saw <laughs> Did you see that? I saw, yes, yes. I thought that was so funny. I like that too. Good way right? to do it. Creativity. So, but uh, the reason why, a couple of reasons why we wanted to do yes. this specific one, um, I think it was like beginning the last few months. You specifically have been struggling not having alone time. <laughs> So the last few months, I feel like we had put this question box up and a bunch of people had said like either they got too comfortable with alone time over the pandemic or now they can't ever be alone because they were so used to being someone or they were alone too much during the pandemic. Mm. And I think that is like a very difficult part. But I, since the beginning of the pandemic, have been at home with a child. And at one point I had my brother-in-law live with me. And then at one point we had the sitter and the nanny with us. And like I just almost died. Right. And I so crave alone time. So we kind of aligned on this very much I got Emily uh for her birthday I got her a hotel room yes so I think she really needed it (laughs) and afterwards she was saying how recharged she was just to like have that time for herself Mm -hmm. and and I think that people the other thing people that couldn't believe that we've talked about a lot is that we go out to eat by ourselves not like together like like individually right we love and like one of the things I did when you got me that hotel was I went to the restaurant by myself and had dinner and had drinks and like I like to take myself out to meals by Me myself too. people wrote in like holy shit horrified I'm so uncomfortable with that <laughs> so I actually it also when I'm like having a hard time especially I like to go out by myself yeah because I feel like it helps me recenter. Mm-hmm. And it's also very empowering to be able to do that and to yeah. say I'm gonna take this time for me I'm gonna take myself to, out to like a nice steak dinner yeah. Not have to talk a to nice anyone. Steak dinner. I swear to God, I've done that. <laughs> a steak. A steak dinner. Medium. All right. Okay. Hey, there's benefits of being alone, like genuine research-based benefits, and I'm hoping you can tell us more about that. This was really. I'm gonna let you take this episode a lot because I love being alone. You, you do fucking love it. I did some research on it. I want to hear it. Yeah. So apparently, it can improve concentration and memory. There is a study. Ooh. Bear with me. Researchers found that groups working collaboratively to recall information perform worse than individuals recalling things on their own. That's very interesting. Well, do you think that's also like, you know, this is not the right term for it, but like a mob mentality thing. Like somebody says something like, oh, yeah, okay. Like we're so easily influenced by other people. Yes, I think that that's probably part of it. And I think that when you take time internally it helps you right like how if you think about how do you memorize something in general yeah right like you're internal about it you're You're practicing it you're there's so much more like social influence when you're in a group that makes it I think harder to recall and focus on things because you're I mean we talk about that sometimes too like if we we need to be very should we talk about the time we went to that infrared sauna oh my god (laughs) 
Okay, so I, I won that on an Instagram giveaway. Okay, so those Instagram giveaways, everyone's like, nobody ever wins those. I won one. And I she, won. I have to say, you win everything. I do win a lot of things. Okay. And so I had won a gift certificate for this infrared sauna place. What's that? The Wellness Refinery. Yes. In Old City in Love South it. Philly. Uh, no, not Southly, in Old City. Old City, yeah. And I highly missed, recommend missed going. Yes. If There's one in Northern Liberties now, too, I Oh, think. great. Like, and so if you're interested, you should go there. But so we go. We're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go into this sauna. We're naked together. Very normal. <laughs> um, wait, also, could I say that the towels were so small? If you were in a plus-size body, the ta- how small was that they towel? Were, they me? were basically like face wash towels. Okay. So, like, just so you know, if you're in a plus-size body, you might want to bring your own towel if you want to have one because they will not fit onto your body. That's not about you. Don't feel embarrassed or ashamed about that. Doesn't fit on me. So we go in. We're naked. We're like, we're gonna, we're gonna sit in this sauna, and we're gonna, we are going to make a discovery, and we're gonna sure. concentrate, right? Yes. So like, you can turn on different infrared lights for like concentration for memory. I think we did blue, and we were like, we are gonna go in here. We're gonna listen to music, and we're gonna like regroup and focus on the business and come up with some good ideas. <laughs> Three minutes in, we were like, <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> I think I was like, I need a pitcher of water. It was really bad. So like no ideas came, but you felt very nice afterwards. But so that keep was that in a, mind. That was an attempt, right? I know we were together. Yes. But that's an example of something you can do by yourself too, yeah. to like recenter, regroup, refocus. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that it's almost like putting boundaries around your mind to say, Ooh, okay, I like that idea. Boundaries around your mind, right? To yeah. say, okay, I'm going to focus on what feels right for me especially if you're someone who's really focused on like other people's feelings all the time or what's going on for other people sometimes you need that alone time to say well like what's going on for me yeah what do I need um I like that wait so I want to hear more about the health benefits and then we'll talk a little bit about being alone versus being lonely so uh, another thing I said is being alone makes your interests a priority so if you ever had an experience where you get into a relationship and all of the things that you once enjoyed to do somehow go away (laughs) right like your hobbies like if maybe you did some arts and crafts and when you get into a relationship you end up doing things together and sometimes you lose yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. right so I think that can happen in relationships that can happen in parenting that can happen you know you kind of or it can happen in work if you're working a lot you can say okay wait I have to recenter myself and say like what what am I interested in? Yeah. Sometimes I say go back to when you were a kid. Like if you're like, I don't have any hobbies and I have no idea what I'm interested in. Go back to when you're a kid. Like what were the things that you gravitated towards? <laughs> Masturbation. That's a hobby. Thank That's you. a hobby. <laughs> what was it? No, I feel like dancing and like singing. But then like I have, I have like a very... We talk about core memories of shame. I have a very shameful core memory of singing in front of other people and it being very embarrassing. And then I think I've stopped singing. And, like, some, I, you look like you're going to cry for me, but, like, I don't feel that way now. But, like, I do think that, like, when I, like, reconnect and, like, something, as you know, like, I've done some stuff with plant medicine and different things over the past year. And, like, singing has been a big part of that. So uh, the reason I looked like I was going to cry for you is because that's – I think singing is such a vulnerable experience. It really is. And, and to I was have mocked, to have mocked endlessly <laughs> in seventh grade, which, as everyone knows, middle school is the trauma of life. It is. <laughs> that. Yes. You've never said truer words. <laughs> you were mocked? <laughs> mocked. 
So I like, okay, here's the story. Do you want the whole story? Please. Okay, if you want to hear my core memory, this, yes. I don't know if this has to do with being alone, but I think it's it okay. does have to do with like that we lose ourselves, right? And when we're always around people, we're thinking of other people's influence, right? So in seventh grade, at some point I asked my mom if I could do singing lessons and I really wanted to sing the song from Milan that's like, you know, it's all yes, about here, right? Yes. Like, Look at me. Yes. Right? I don't know the song. Yes, I, I do not know the lyrics. I probably blacked them out. <laughs> and so we were having this like um, end of the semester talent show in seventh grade music class. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to sing this. Everyone's going to think it was so good. It did not go well. It didn't. It was, I couldn't get on the beat. I was anxious. I was nervous. Aww. And then I was like very embarrassed, but I kind of like shook it off. I like, didn't do that much. And then the next period, this these group of boys come up to me and the one goes, so Emily, are you good at singing? Like I, I heard that you were really good at singing. And like I knew, like I knew that they were like about to come and like call me out. So I was like, no, I'm very bad. And then the one guy was like pretty cool. And he was like, that's okay. I am too. And the other guy was like, well, then why would you sing in front of the class like that? Right. So I have like this very embarrassing core memory. And we start. <laughs> you really look like you're going to cry. I now. just, I'm not going to cry, but I just think that had to be so painful. It was so painful. But how many of us have, I want you now listening to think, do you have a very serious core memory that's embarrassment, that's shame, that was like really vulnerability gone wrong? Mm-hmm. And you then stopped doing that thing. Maybe it's dancing in public. Maybe it's singing. <clears throat> maybe it's calling a friend and asking for help right like there's like all these things that like you have this experience and then you're like I can't do that I have to protect myself I can't go there again like it becomes it no longer becomes something you're interested in yes. because it's tra- it's, there's yeah, fear around it yes. right like I'm going to be mocked for this so I can't but you can enjoy doing something and, and suck at it and not be good at it right but I didn't know that at seventh grade you think the only point of doing stuff is that like I'm just going to stick to what I'm good yeah. at what I'm naturally good at right which is like because really, it's protective yes exactly right but it's also there's so much bravery in trying stuff you suck at and just doing it because you like it Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Well, that's what I was also thinking is it was so brave of you to sing in front of the class. I know. I was so impressed with I, you. I like, thought that I was going to like bring down the house though. Like I, I like, have like a very distinct memory. Would you of, sing like, in your mirror like beforehand? Of and course. That's like something you do. Yes. I feel like that's like a very – I feel like it's a dream that like a lot of kids have of like singing and being like a – yeah, I think you're right. My nephew right now wants to, like, he when we say, like, my six-year-old nephew, you say, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he says, like, I want to be a singer. How great performer. would that be? So I have to say, when we had that Grease sing-along in the car. That was that was healing for me. That was a bonding. And you didn't know that. I didn't know. Because I was never singing. Told this story I was singing as terribly as you. I think it was probably. But I've never told you this story before. No, you right? haven't. I have no idea. Wow. The nice man was named Kyle Stackhouse. If anyone still knows Kyle Stackhouse, he was the only one who said, that's okay, me. I, I hope he listens to this. I don't think Okay. I don't think so. Speaking of, being alone also boosts creativity. Did you know? Research has found that people are often better at solving problems when they work on their own. Where group efforts are often about achieving consensus and fitting in with the crowd, solo work encourages innovation without added social pressure. I can see that. Me too. Improves your relationships. I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'm in. I, I mean, I believe all of these because I love being alone. But so, you got to convince the listeners. So, right. <laughs> right. I'm sold. So, and this is something we talk a lot about in couples therapy to almost break the cycle of codependency, which I think often has been romanticized in, you know, media and culture. And so, mm. but the goal is not codependence it's interdependence and your ability to be interdependent relies on your ability to self-soothe and your ability to take care of yourself and um, to first know what your needs are so that you can communicate them without the expectation of my partner always has to be the one to take care of me mm -hmm. and so being alone recentering yourself and saying hey how am I doing you know like what's going on with me right now what would I need what's helpful for me um, first allows you to recenter, take care of yourself, and then effectively communicate to in your relationships as well. Mm -hmm. So I love that one. That's yeah, make, that's a really good that's one. That's a really good one. Makes you more productive. <laughs> okay. This one I have trouble buying. Tell me. 
mainly because it does not make me more productive. I am way more productive when there's uh, someone else like working. I feel like I do very well with like a parallel work study. Mm. Like the, you know what I mean? Like if someone like else parallel play, parallel play. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, but like, I feel like I do not work well individually. I guess maybe sometimes if I'm in the right headspace, but like mainly I want to just like chill out. Yeah. Like, you know, twiddle around. Well, I wonder if too, that's because you have so little time that's to just hang true. out. You know what yeah. I mean? If we had like all the time in the world to just like hang out and chill, maybe being alone, you could be like, okay, now I'm going to focus and like recenter. Mm-hmm. I also think it depends on your personality. Yeah. When I'm alone, I actually am more productive. There's times in which I'm not more productive. Sometimes you're productive just sitting next to me. How productive were you on the plane back from LA? Oh my God. I did nothing besides sit there <laughs> and, <laughs> and every, eat peanut m and Every few minutes, you'd be like, what can I do? What can I, I was like, can with? I help with anything? Like, I'm essentially useless. <laughs> and Joe was like, I just need you to sit here while I do this task. She That's was like true. doing something. I just felt taxes. your supportive energy next Thank you. Me. Great. And you fed me peanut M&Ms here and yes. there, you know? Okay. It also makes you more empathetic. I want to talk about this one. I'm ready. I think this is very funny because it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a catch-22 that you need to be away from people to be empathetic towards them. Mm-hmm. And it is so true. If I have a day where I'm like out in the world, we'll take holiday shopping, right? Yeah. The amount of traffic, the amount of people. It's very easy to be like, oh man, these fucking idiots. And like be really like judgmental <laughs> yes. surface level, right? And then, you know, you go home, you think it through and you're like, oh, everyone's having a hard time. Like I could talk myself down, but how funny that I have to remove myself to be more empathetic. It. Yes. But the same thing in parenting, right? Like it's like I have, that's why I have to give myself time out as a mom. Well, and I, you know, because I'm thinking especially about like holiday shopping because mm. just the thought of that is so overwhelming. Yes. I think a lot of it, too, is like you get to take care of yourself and your own needs when you're by yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can think about other people, right? Okay, yeah. If you can be empathetic towards yourself, then you can be empathetic towards other people. But when you're out holiday shopping, you have like no space for that. Nothing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like completely, completely overwhelming. Okay. So what do you think? I think it's hard for people. I also think there's a difference between choosing alone time and saying, like, this is a choice I want to make mm-hmm. and not choosing alone time, right? To say, like, I'm just alone. I don't really have a choice around that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something to address, that there's also a difference between being alone and feeling lonely. Yeah. Because the two don't necessarily equate, right? Sometimes you can be alone and feel lonely. Sometimes you can be alone and not feel lonely. And I think sometimes people equate that like when you go out to a restaurant, you see someone sitting or you're like, oh, people are going to think I'm lonely. They're going to think I don't have friends and they're going to think I don't have relationships. Right. There's like this kind of social aspect of it yeah. where there's a fear around. Are people going to think this about well, me? And yeah. So do you feel like that's then like heightening the loneliness? Right. Like if it's like it's already something I feel like I don't have enough of relationships in my life and then I go and do this by myself. Does that just like increase it for me? Like so I think, <clears throat> I think what matters too is the meaning that you make mm-hmm. about being alone, right? So like when you're alone, do you say, oh, I'm, I'm not likable. I don't have any friends. I don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. This has to do with me. Everyone else is hanging out. Everyone else is hanging out, yeah. right. You're on social media. You're seeing everyone's having a great time. This must mean something negative well, about me. And I think for me, when I am like consciously and intentionally – going to do alone time like when you got me that hotel for the night I like stayed off of social media because I didn't want to see that stuff right so if you are trying to then have like a very positive alone experience like I would not then stare at shit that makes you feel bad 
And that's what happens with social media. I know. I think it also in- increases this like need to compare ourselves to others. Yes. And I think that that the can cool be- stuff I'm doing and I'm alone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like I think it like it, it almost damages our alone time to be like okay. So I think there's a, a bit of a mindset switch to go into. Okay, I am going to choose to take this alone time and do the things that feel good for me, mm-hmm. right? And I think so often we can go into that place of the meaning that we make of the alone time being something negative about us. And that doesn't always have to be the case. Yeah, yeah. So I think too we talk about what are some ways to spend alone time? What are some ways to reconnect with yourself? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So for me, it's like doing – I like to think about it as like doing like an, an internal inventory how am I feeling mm. in regards to like, and I guess, ironically, puh, this could go back to resolution. You know what I mean? Like puh. resolution doesn't have to be about like, I want to lose 10 pounds. It can be about like, where do I want to intention- intentionally and consciously go this year? Mm. Right. And so like, how do I do, how do I feel about my career? How do I feel about my friendships? How do I feel about my romantic relationships? How do I feel about how my fucking bedroom is organized? You know, like any of these things, like I like to have an inventory, a and touch so- base, if you will touch base with yourself yes and sometimes the only way to do that is when you're alone yeah right i think journaling can be a really good way to do mm-hmm. that too sometimes when you're in your own head with your own thoughts it's hard to organize them yeah and say how do i feel about that how do i feel about my bedroom not being organized i'm just going to use that example That's a good yeah i had a very vivid memory yes. picture of your bedroom when you said that mm-hmm. but your bedroom's gorgeous Anyway, yeah. So I because think- I because I can't also be with my partner in a messy bedroom. You know, like part of my bedroom thing is about intentionally having you know right sex with my and partner. you know that about yourself. Yes. I mean, this could really come full circle to our whole message of know yourself, grow yourself. Wow, because the more that you can get in touch with yourself and your own needs and the things that feel right for you then the more you can act on that. And sometimes that's through journaling. Sometimes that's through going to therapy. But I yeah. think a lot of that takes having this alone time to recenter yourself mm-hmm. and saying, how do I actually feel about all these things? Okay. Um, I have a question. Yep. We have listener questions. Should we get into them? Yeah, but I don't have them. <laughs> you do, I think. I no. don't have that paper here. Okay. Do you? I got it. Okay. Ready? Someone will have to edit so that So sorry, that was good. <laughs> All right, Keep read the questions. Wait, I want to do some listener questions because I think one of the things that people, that I've heard people say, clients of mine, is that like, okay, so I try to do this, like I go out and take myself out for the afternoon and then I sit down and I start getting highly anxious. And I get out my phone and then I'm texting people and then I'm making plans. Like there's like this unconscious like wave I feel of like energy. And I think sometimes it's a coping mechanism to not be alone, right? Yeah like to stay away from your own feelings and that there's times in which that might be a really productive coping mechanism right if there's like a lot of stress in your life you need support you need to be around people mm-hmm. but if it becomes if it gets to the point where you can never yeah what's avoidance right if it ends up being avoidance mm-hmm. you're never able to sit with yourself or sit with your emotions so maybe something to ask yourself too like what's the reason why I feel so anxious when I'm sitting by myself and I don't have plans mm-hmm. 
Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. Let's get into some listener questions. Okay. Ready? Everyone says you should have a hobby. How the fuck do you find a hobby as an adult? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you just gave such a good example, right? What did you like when you were younger? But also, you know what I've had clients do before is literally Google list of hobbies and then go down and try something new, right? Like you can literally go down. Like the cool thing about the internet is like you can find a ton of shit. Like I fucking bet if you went on Pinterest and you were like, pretty aesthetically pleasing list of hobbies it would come up right like some motherfucker made that on canva (laughs) and you can get it for yourself and then you can like try shit out because like you really don't know until you know and 
it's okay to try things and not do it well. You Suck probably it. will not be good at it yeah. when you first do it. I think that keeps people from trying a lot of things yeah. is, oh, what if I do it and I'm not good at it? You won't be good at it, mm-hmm. especially if it's the first time you're doing it. Well, okay, so for a long time, so in grad school, I was really into making candles. Yes. Remember that? I do. Like for about like six years, I was very into making my own candles and doing the soy wax and what doing the essential oils. I didn't like it anymore. Okay. And I think also because it started to become not about like creating something, people wanted them and it was then presents yeah. and then it was like refilling them for the office at one point. Yes, we did them and for, we did it for like one of our, yeah, we, we did, made those little candles. Yes, right. You know what I mean? Like we did it for them, like a promotional thing, yeah. and a networking thing. And like, it just wasn't fun anymore. And I think that's one of the things is like, especially as millennials, like I feel like we're the only generation that tries to monetize our hobbies. Like, oh my God, you're really, sh- you're really good at that. You should get Etsy. <laughs> It's true. And we don't have to monetize them. No, it can I'm just so be for joy. I'm sorry that we monetized your Well, we didn't making. think about it at the time, right? At the time, right. it seemed smart. Like, oh, cool. We can make homemade candles. We'll bring them to this fun rate. So you know what I mean? I know. But then it wasn't fun. Oh, God. Uh, that's another thing, too. To be able to do your hobby until it's no longer fun. Even if you're yes. not monetizing it and you're like, I don't really enjoy doing this yes, anymore. Yes, like I'm not into that. Like the macrame I did. You did. For a second. You know, I also do think part of this is like an ADHD thing. Like how many, there's like a TikTok that's like, if you have ADHD, how many um, like craft projects do you have that you stop doing? How much macrame materials did you buy? A lot. <laughs> they're in, they're great. There was also a part, a point where, do you remember this? Where I was painting furniture. <gasps> you were doing that. I painted yes. our landlord's side table. I don't know if I was supposed to do that, but I did it. I don't think you were supposed to <laughs> do okay. that. That's okay. He doesn't know. Um, <laughs> he definitely does not watch this. Yeah, um, no shit. <laughs> um, there was a point where I was painting furniture. I yeah. painted this whole side table gold. I think that was my other landlord's. Yeah. My poor landlord's. I'm just taking their furniture. <laughs> so, like, but, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to, like, explore different things. Fair works. And I know it's hard when you're making, like, a financial commitment. So you can choose to do, like, a, there's, like, tons of places that do, like, craft classes. There's places you can go make candles. There's, you can go to Color Me Mine. Oh, shit. It, we're we can good. Go to, we can go to Color Me Mine. Jen's mic is falling. Things are chaotic here. <laughs> you once again, you can go color me mime. Just keep going. Color me mime. This is not an advertisement. Not the best. For color me mime. And here we are. <laughs> right? So like. So I, I love think- color me mime. <laughs> is it color me mime? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Remember when you were mime for Halloween? You pick out. You know what's the worst is when you pick out those. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of that blocked memory. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um. Oh my God, haunts. That's gonna haunt me now. Um, do you you know how you go to color me, mommy? You pick out all those colors. And you're like, this is gonna look so good, and then it comes out of the kiln, and it looks like shit. <laughs> but you really enjoyed it for those twenty five. You would always get like those colors that had like those little dots in it, yes. and you would be like, oh, this is gonna look so good. It never did. <laughs> you know what I so mean? So like, so what I would say is like, try something new and hard and unpleasant and weird and figure out if you like it just because other people have that hobby doesn't mean it has to be yours and it doesn't mean that it has to look the way you think it's going to right yeah a hobby can be i sing loud as shit in my car and it sounds horrible and you can love that and it can give you joy it can and <clears throat> to piggyback off of that <laughs> it can be driving in your car right yeah. like you can just go for a drive that can be a hobby right yeah, it can be enough. going on a hike going for a walk 
how does this work for me? How does this not work for me? Let's move on to another question. Yes. (laughs) Okay, good one. What do you do when it starts feeling very lonely and depressing? Okay, so here's once again, this goes to the difference. It is people that are alone, specifically through this pandemic, people that like live by themselves. There's times where alone felt good and there's times where alone felt bad. And it doesn't mean that it's bad all the time or it's good all the time. Everything happens within context and circumstances. So I would also check in with yourself. What's making this feel different right now? What's bringing up those depressed feelings? What's bringing up the lower mood? Did anything change in the context and circumstances that is altering how I feel? Did all of a sudden I notice that I spent all morning on social media looking at people that are on a bachelorette party together and now I'm comparing, right? What shifted it for you? That was just so beautiful. I have nothing to add. But but something I was th- thinking about as my mic continues to fall on me. Um, something I was thinking about is that, so like I'm very introverted, yeah. as you know. I am very comfortable with alone time. But I get to a point, of course, like everyone where I'm like, I need to see people. Like I'm losing my mind. Yeah. I need to get out of my house. I need to see people. But once you, sometimes when you're very stuck in that mode of like, I need my alone time, I need my alone time. It makes it harder to push yourself to do those things or to reach out to people. So I think to also keep tabs on your tolerance level or like when Mm -hmm. it starts to pass that line of, okay, I'm really enjoying my alone time, this is for me, to, okay, now do I want to be with people? Now who can I reach out to? Sometimes pushing yourself as an introvert to reach out to people, to feel connected to people can be really challenging, especially when you have had a lot of alone time. Yeah. So yeah. notice when you get to that line where it starts to feel lonely and depressing. Once again, think about the meaning that you're making of that. That does not mean that people don't love you. That does not mean that you're a loser. That does not mean that there's something wrong with you. But might mean you need a little bit more social interaction. What does that look like? Does that look like reaching out to a friend? Does that look like just going outside and being around people in a park? Right? Doesn't necessarily mean you have to connect with people face to face. I mean, it, you can. But if you don't have that option, if people are far away, if you're in a new city, you can just go and be around people. Sometimes that energy can also feel less lonely it can get you out of the house so I think really knowing what your line is too and being very conscious of it Mm -hmm. another one love this one how to make your partner understand you want alone time without them taking it personally I know this may have felt before like a rejection of you and it actually has nothing to do with you but I need some alone time to reset and to take care of me. But maybe we could also do something really special with the two of us this week. I love spending time with you. I really enjoy the things we do together. You know, sometimes in order for me to regroup, I need to take some time for myself so that I can be a better partner in the relationship. Mm-hmm. This is what that looks like. Boom. That's it. Done. You, right? Like, and I think the thing is, like, if your partner gets hurt, they were already hurting. It doesn't mean you're causing that. If your partner's having a reaction, as opposed to not taking the alone time, meet them with compassionate curiosity of, okay, so what about that feels so rejecting to you? What about that feels so personal? What's coming up for you when I ask for this space? And instead of going back and just saying, okay, whatever, I won't go on that retreat or whatever, I just won't do this. Instead, 
ask them and understand and still do what you need right like hold on to yourself even if they're reacting yep for you to for you to make sure you don't get defensive in that, right? Because then it turns into an argument about it. Where let's say they get really angry or they're like, "Oh, I can't believe you! You know, we made these plans, blah blah blah." Like, I hear you. I hear that that's really hard. Um, you know, I still really need this, right? For you to hold on to yourself in those moments, still have this conversation is really important because if you just relinquish that every time they get upset, you are going to grow so resentful in mm-hmm. your relationship. To yep. not get that alone time, to not be able to give that to yourself. So it's and, – and it might be part of the process is if this isn't something that you're used to doing in your relationship, your partner might have to adjust. Like it might take some adjustment for them. They might be more reactive to it. And that's okay. And so you creating that space for yourself is really important and there might be an adjustment period. So. Perfect. On to the next. All right. One, one more question. One more question. You ready? Yes. Somebody asked about like too much alone time. Wait, can we read that one? Mm-hmm. I am to too comfortable being okay. alone, to be honest. I don't even want to date anymore. Mm. So I think that is one, once again, what was happening in those interactions of dating? What wasn't working for you? I'm not saying you should or shouldn't be dating. That's 100% a personal decision to make. And maybe you simply don't want to date right now. But I also wonder if the type of dating really sucked and really drained you. Mm. And if there's like fear around losing yourself in a relationship. Yeah. Right? If I get in, or this is what a relationship is supposed to look like. You can look at what were your models of relationships. Mm-hmm. Did I have parents that were always together? So I'm assuming I have to do that with a partner. Right. Like did your parents lose themselves in their own relationship? Mm-hmm. So then maybe you're going to hold on with a freaking death grip to not have that happen to you. Right. And say like, oh, that means I just can't date. And that's fine if that's what you want. Right? I yeah. mean, that's totally fine. But know that you get to also make the rules in your relationship and communicate your needs and that that might be a skill that you have to learn if that's not something you've learned before and be able to practice practice that in your relationship to say going into something like hey just to let you know like I really also like my alone time and mm-hmm. this is what that can look like every relationship is different so you get to figure out what works for you if a partner says to you well like I never want my alone time I want to be with you all the time maybe it's not the right person for you yeah right different levels of what you need in the relationship and you can look for that in partners you can say this is important to me what's important to you with alone time so do we have a dear jen and m to end with maybe not with questions like a random you want a random one yeah i do okay okay very prepared (laughs) I'll do I'll do a short one. I mean you're I mean I don't even have the fucking papers, so like right. you're killing it. Dear Em and Jen, I'm 26 and grew up as the appeaser in my family. Struggled through a lot of family conflict and felt I always had to make make sure everyone was okay. Now as an adult, I feel I do this in my relationships. I don't want people to leave me, so I prioritize their comfort over my own. This was perfect. I did not plan this. <laughs> Do you have small steps someone could take to prioritize their own wants and needs and still consider others, of course, but I'd like to make decisions based just off of what I want? Mm. That couldn't have been a better Dear M and Jen. Right? Okay, so my first thought was when they talk about small steps, mine would, talk, mine would be how is your time spent? How much of your time is based on their schedule and the adjustment you made to them? Right. So all of a sudden, do I go to their workout classes or do I make sure that I eat dinner the time they want? Right. Time 
and time management, how much of that has been made into the other person? And what would it look like and what would it feel like to take an hour of that back a day? To say, okay, so from three to four, every single day, it's just about me, right? Like it can start in very, very small steps just like that. And I think you have to be very conscious of this too when you move in with someone, when you live with someone. Yeah. There's when there's less physical boundaries, right? Like so mm-hmm. when you're dating someone and you're living in two separate, there's more of an ability to say, okay, what do I want for myself? What am I doing? When you move in with someone, it's so much easier to get caught up with what does the other person want? What's going on? I need to make sure that I appease them. So be very conscious of that when you move in with someone because having those physical boundaries makes it a little bit easier when those physical boundaries aren't as present you might have to create space within your house to say like where can I go to get my alone time Mm -hmm. where can I go to figure out what do I want for myself and if you're someone who that doesn't come naturally and in your family it was a survival mechanism for you to make sure that everyone was happy to focus on everyone else's needs then it is going to be uncomfortable for you to say what are my needs and what's going on with me and how do I assert that in a relationship. So know that it's not going to feel comfortable, but just as you're saying, it's very important and it's really important for you to be able to do so because it sounds like there's a fear of losing yourself in the relationship. So the more you're able to consciously set those boundaries for yourself and also before that, even just know what you need, the more you're going to be able to communicate it and the more you can have those boundaries in your relationship. You know, and it's really interesting because next week's episode is about lying. And the amount of people that wrote in about lying because, one, they, like, don't want to upset anyone. They want to appease people. So a lot of this goes into our episode about lying. So stay tuned. So stay tuned. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. If you like this episode... We always appreciate if you rate, review, subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. And you could also now do it on Spotify. You can rate and review us, I guess. They just added that. So that's super cool. So give us a rating. Right. We appreciate that. Um, Or if you think a friend enjoyed this, send it over to this. You could also check us out on YouTube now and watch us be hilarious on video. (laughs) And watch my mic fall over. There you go. Pure entertainment. Thank you for being (laughs) here. We can't wait to talk to you next week. And to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes. I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.